Let me just recap us. A dare. What about dad? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What a dad. What about dad? Welcome back to What About Dat? TV recap and review. I'm Adair. I'm Jen. Tonight on the podcast, we'll be discussing Charmed, Episode 4, Exercise Your Demons. But before we get into it, we want to discuss... The Business of the Day. We just want to announce our brand new Podbean. For a dollar, you too can become a little mini producer bling, bling, of bling, the show. Bling, bling, bling. Yes. If you like the podcast, feel free to follow us on Twitter. Shoot on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Maybe write a review. Little love goes a long way towards growing the cast. It really does. It takes a, a village to raise a child. And this is our baby. So help us, village. Help us. If you are new to the cast, hello. Como estas? How, how goes it? Uh, you can tune in to us on iTunes, Spotify, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Listen Notes, and Podbean. We even have a bunch of fun stuff going on over at YouTube. And if you feel like sliding over Twitter, like Jin said, feel free. We always like to hear from you. Once again, thank you all for the love and support. We really I've uh, been feeling it online. Uh, putting this little cast together has been a real labor of love, and um, we would like to thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so, so happy. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> and now, Charmed. The Witching Hour. This is one of my favorite parts of the cast where we get to hear Jen's dramatic synopsis reading. Jen, take it away. We open this episode with a flashback. All exposition. Angela Wu was a sexual assault survivor who reported her professor and started a witch hunt, which was fought in both the pedestrian world and the supernatural realm. The sisters are now harboring the demon-possessed Angela Wu in their attic as they await news from the elders on how to deal with their newfound crisis. Conflict of the Week so, what do you got for us, Jim? The Charmed Ones must kill Angela Wu, a.k.a. the Harbinger, or risk bringing upon the end of days. Not the end of days, Lord! Not the end of days! I love Angela Wu. Let's get into these characters, guys. It is... I'm really feeling this, this show right now. I have... I don't know. I am excited for it. So, let's talk about Nico and her partner. Did we ever get his name? Because I his name is His name is Trip. And if you if you said like if you said their names together, Nico and Trip, it sounds like a Disney movie with a small dog Labrador retriever trying to find his way home. It really does. It really does. It really, really does. <laughs> that's, that's like homeward bound, except Nico not. is the most overworked campus police I've ever seen in my is, life. Is she even campus police? I think she's just in general police. Like she, Yeah, but she's been in, she's been investigating three deaths on the university campus. Do we know the name of this university? I don't think I know the to name. To be fair, I'm sure they've said it like once or twice when they were talking about the professor who's all creepy, but mm, I wasn't paying attention. All okay. right. <laughs> so they are investigating these deaths. Like, 
how crazy is you know this for them they're just like why are these children dying what is happening in our lives and then also angela's missing which yes. i think is good that they have people who are like the girl's been in a coma for months and now surprise she's here so well well they had a line in passing where they explained it as she's been in a coma she's fragile yeah. right but uh her mother has uh created a m- missing person's report and that's why they're looking for her because she's been missing and Angela Wu's mother is worried. So I like that they gave her enough of a backstory. You know, they gave her some family and in, in one one line, I'm already worried about her mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, Miss Wu. <laughs> she's probably very And Jen always worries about the mothers. Like I said, lack of your moms. Um, I like the fact that the partner, Nico's like, look, they have nothing to do with it. Yes, all these, you know, they were having the, the party here. Fine, fine, fine. But they don't know Nico. Like, it's all good. All right, they don't know uh, Angela. And the partner's like, mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Cool. Now, I like the partner because, I mean, obviously, he wasn't His name wrong. is Trip. Trip. Nico and yeah, Trip. Trip. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody quick, write some, <laughs> some uh, draw some art for that Disney uh, film. Nico and Trip. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Trip was like right, you know, at the end of the day, but I wasn't feeling how Trip went about his investigative story. Like, I get like, oh, maybe you're a little too close invested. Also, why is Nico on the case of her girlfriend? Like, if, if, normally isn't like if a cop has to deal with a family member or like their significant other is involved with some type of crime, possibly they get another police officer to talk to them. Because, you know, bias. Well, I think Trip is, he is suspicious of the of the party that they had thrown where Angela Wu went missing because that was the last place she had been seen alive. <laughs> and um, he, ha- I don't, I don't, I got the feeling that he didn't necessarily outrank Nico. He, like, wasn't the senior cop. I felt like his suspicion, suspicion was in its budding stages and hadn't quite grown to full-blown investigation. But I agree with you. If Nico had some relationship, which he does, to Mel, and the, they were investigating the party, the house, she should have been taken off the case. I agree with you. That just seems really yeah, unprofessional. Well, it's super unprofessional that she's always there. Um, my thing is like this, too. I think that he like knew or he was suspicious of the girls, not just because it was the party there, because... It's different if, like, oh, the party was there, what's going on? But then he was following them in the car and watching them. So he was literally tailing the girls, thinking something was up with them. It'd be different if it was, like, just the event or the house or whatever. They could be asking all kinds of other people questions. But really, we just see him following them. I feel like they do a good job, this show, keeping Nico in the loop every week. She seems to be a Mm -hmm. large part of this uh the world in a way where she's never like it's like you can't explain her away she's always been invested in this investigation since day one so i i like that they keep her really involved even if it doesn't always make ethical sense to be working on the case (laughs) i really like i know that you had predicted a long time ago that nico would be the first one to kind of find out and now i really believe that that's the case and i'm kind of hoping it happens soon because it would be very pointless 
to have this character because I know in the next episode coming up that uh, Mel's discussing wiping Nico's memory of her mm. and let it, you know, releasing her and be like, well, if we never met, then she's safe kind of situation. And to me, yeah, if that happens, then what's the point of even having Nico around? So I feel like maybe they should tell her so that they can start, like I said, she's the Daryl or the Kevin or whatever his name is of the old version. They need that cop help to kind of push papers and move stuff around. I think that this is going to be the time because the one thing I've noticed about this this uh, reboot and this particular version of Charmed, they are moving very quickly on, um, yeah, they're moving very quickly with like getting stuff just set up. up. Like, they're boom. set up as yeah, very quick. Up. Actually, was I was ta- just talking about that off cast. I was saying like how it felt like that they went through half of like. Winona Earp's season in three episodes, the first three episodes. You know, like, we yeah. have a very similar situation where you have this end-of-the-world crisis, and now in episode four, it's kind of resolved by the end of this episode, you know, where this harbinger is going to bring about the end of days. And we've seen that. We've seen that a lot. But usually that it's finale language, and we're getting that in episode four. So it's interesting because it's kind of like when you start up with when you go into a series and then the stakes are the end of the world, where do you go from there? <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, I also think that it's kind of going quickly because even the original, I think there's so many people who know the original that they're like, all right, we don't have to explain too much about the world. Let's just get on with the, the demons. Kind of like Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Nobody cares about the story of Jurassic World. We just want to get there and see people get eaten by dinosaurs. You know, so like just cut the fat and get to the point. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I don't know, I think Nico's going to have a lot to, to do uh, with the next coming up few episodes. I think she's really actually quite important. I think I think um, whether they, she has her memory wiped or not, she just, she can function even more efficiently on this investigation and really go after Mel, you know, on a level that she wouldn't have being emotionally vested so that would be really interesting to see played so we get like a little bit four episodes of nico and mal being lovey-dovey which we didn't really get too much but we we get an understanding of what that relationship is it seems end Mm. end game but to see nico be someone who doesn't know mal and go after mal that would be a whole other side of this character that'd be really interesting to see that'd be really cool to see and also or even like the idea of like if Nico doesn't remember her and she still keeps keeps getting put in the fold of like the demons and stuff, yeah. and then she figures that on her own, and then later goes, oh, we put a spell on you, so like maybe that too. But I think it'd be fun to play that kind of that dissonance. Now, let's talk about good characters' arrival and just like smartness while they're being investigated. Charity, uh, Colin Callahan. Callahan. Ah, Charity Callahan Callahan shows up as her, you know, a very DIY, like, interior decorator, shows up in her fabulous, you know, white outfit, and is like, oh, darling, the upstairs. And I was like, as soon as I saw that entrance, I was like, I like her. What were your thoughts? On Charity, uh, I I enjoyed, I wasn't expecting her. So I thought they did a really good job creating the beat where Nico and Trip, well, Trip starts to push the girls. They're being interrogated. It's getting to get be a little too. It's it's getting to it's getting a little out of hand and uncomfortable for Nico sitting there in the room, and then bam, 
<laughs> you have this entrance of this grand wizard, elder, uh, priestess, sorceress lady. And um, <laughs> she has a great name. Let's just start with the exteriors. She has a great name. Uh, she has provides the perfect like alias to the girls. So she immediately allies herself. And one of the things I think that's most fascinating about Charity Callahan is that she's like one of the few ad adults on the show where she's, it feels like she's one of the few people outside of Harry who can really give these girls some perspective of what it means to be a, a, a witch. And she also has an, an interesting history where she knows who Marisol was and she knows who Marisol was as a witch, you know? Yeah, exactly. I actually like the fact that they have this kind of past of her, you know? Um, the big thing that we got, the reveal, was that, you know, Charity did the spell or gave um, their mother the spell to erase her pain of giving up Macy. You know, and she goes, I didn't know what it was at the time, but now I know 100%, you know. And they were close. You can tell You can tell she was close with her mother. You can tell that there was a connection. It's not just like blowing smoke up their ass. It's like, no, I, I knew her in a different way. I knew her at her witch self, you know, um, which I think is going to be really I think good. I think one of the things you discover is that the elders are in a lot more peril than we first thought because there are three dead. So she's coming to the girls, perhaps presenting herself at not the most opportune time where she's actually kind of out of power right now. She is the she's the equivalent of their royalty, but she is very much so on the run, if you will, or trying to stop uh, something terrible from happening to herself. You know, she's in danger. She needs help. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I would like to know more about her powers. The power to mute people was pretty funny and effectively used to mute Mel, who was not listening to someone who perhaps had some guidance for her. And I thought that, I think that Charity gives us a bridge into this supernatural world and will help us to understand the rules because the girls don't yeah. understand the rules and they've been listening to Harry to an extent but Charity, given her past with the girl's mother, kind of just, like I said, gives everything else a whole nother emotional layer to to yeah. unbox. Yeah, it really does. Um, I also like her relationship with Harry. Like, what's that about? There's clearly a past there. I mean, she's the, the attractive one. And, you know, as they called her, the Olivia Pope of the witching world. And I, <laughs> I love that. And... Um, She's playing that gray side. And I don't know if Harry knows about that gray side yet. Um, but it's really interesting. Like, as an elder, speaking of uh, kind of going ahead, where she covers up that Trip has died in this, you know, because he was a little too nosy for his own good. And, you know, he dies. And you think, oh, well, she doesn't know him. She doesn't know that he's trying to help or is, like, worried and actually doing his job and... The way she makes him or passes this death off as saying he was the killer and he was suicidal, it's like, we as humans know that's the worst. Like, wow, that's that's terrible, you know? And it's like, what makes her not... Um, She's out of touch. She's out of to, step. Out of touch, yeah. yeah. 
You had something really great about, like, the elders that you were talking about? Yeah, the elders are like Greek gods. They have all power, but also seem a step out of touch with humanity. So they would kill Angela Wu rather than explore other options. Um, you know, and so that seems to be something we see with her and Trip when she makes the t- decision to cover up Trip's murder. And she does so in, yeah. in a seemingly callous way without sensing how that would affect the humanity of the Charmed Ones. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a little bit wild. And, you know, we all know it's going to affect men. Yeah. And I was telling Jen that this, kind of moving on to Mel, is interesting. Because right now she's kind of being framed as, like, the main witch. (laughs) Which I would love to see a little bit more of the story kind of initially um, involve the other girls. But I think because she's such an active and and off-the-cuff character that she makes herself more present. You know, right now she's being they they were investigated by Nico, her girlfriend. Um, Charity kills Nico's partner, who Mel's gonna have to deal with. You know, um, there's a lot of these things kind of swirl more around Mel's word world than uh, Maggie or Macy, and I find that interesting. But this episode, it's like we find out a lot about. Mel, you know, she's the one who pushed Angela to go and and fight, you know, and get justice, which I found kind of interesting. What do you think about kind of even just that? Well, with each girl, I always like to look at what they're doing and try to understand what their weekly conflict is. I agree with you. Mel is living in storyline A. She's got multiple conflicts going every week, which makes her interesting. She's also interesting because she's extremely active she's not a passive character pretty much all the conflict is being driven and written Mm -hmm. through her uh so you have you know the notion that she's gonna have to kill angela Wu, and this really doesn't sit well with her mal believes it's something her mother would never condone and this is it doesn't seem true to who her mother was or the memory of that even as she's learning that her mother was seemingly a powerful witch um, I think what makes this even more complicated is if you take a step back, Mel is actually Angela Wu's teacher. She wasn't her, t- I think she's like the, she's like a student TA teacher, TA, yeah. she's a mentor. Yeah. She had a teacher-student relationship with Angela Wu. And I think that, because we got a few scenes back between her and Angela in both mm-hmm. the flashback and a few episodes showing the two interacting, makes it a lot harder yeah. to kill your student, especially a student who really admired your mother and you. So I think that's where, where I think to a point, Mel is affected by her mother and what her mother would have done, but also to a point as maybe the mentor figure, you know, who helped bring Angela Wu to a place where she felt empowered enough to bring her harassment before the school. So I think those are two conflicts that are really easy that you see Mel, Mel struggling with and they amass into these severe choices she makes that you and I maybe wouldn't make if I had the Harbinger yeah. of Doom in my fucking attic. The Harbinger was so deadly. If you if you touched it, it would kill you. I would not think to put it in my trunk. That's just not like where you put Harbingers of Doom, you know? I mean, clearly not where I would put a Harbinger do. Um, I'm actually really interested in the idea that, well, like a few things with with um, Mel and kind of leading that, you know, this episode. 
she does not take the time to make sure Nico and uh, Trip are out of the way. And I think this is the first time we see that lesson being important. I think this is the last time, first and last time, that she's going to kind of poo-poo it away. Um, I think that Maggie had to learn. She saw what happened and was like, oh, this guy's here. Let me get him out. And even though that might have been something different with kissing him or whatever, but she said, you got to go, you know, and if. Mel is a guilty worry wart. She's going to carry that guilt to Tripp's death pretty much until Nico finds out that's what happened, you know, about what really happened, or if she makes it right. Because at the end of the day, she could, they told her, make sure the partner and Nico are out of the way, you know? And she kind of thought it was secondary. Oh, they're fine. They're not going to do anything. She was right about Nico. Nico didn't care, but she didn't really take into account I, know, I really like the way they're building up Mal you know like maybe this will is really actually a part of some major character development that they're doing which which mm -hmm. seems so well thought out if this is the direction they're going in you know an episode ago we had Mal using a really dangerous spell and getting away with it you know and learning kind of like yeah. a surface level lesson you know about magic and I talked about wanting to see consequences and, in this episode we got and it. it's crazy yeah. because like you know, you're right. You talked about it. Maggie got a little pimple. Macy, you know, was incapacitated. Or Macy has a respect for magic as a scientist or somebody who mm -hmm. who dabbles with uh, recipes for science all the time. Recipe and al alchemy. I feel that, like, Mal, even though she claimed to have recognized that respect, still failed to have to deal with any consequences. And now we have a situation where Mal is like maybe three or four steps ahead of Lena Luther in that she actually her actions, you know, had consequences with the the death of Trip. You know, she doesn't directly have his death on her hands. She indirectly does, though. And I thought that yeah. was such a heavy thing because, you know, I was wondering at the very beginning how they had Nico and Mal together as a couple. I was like, what is, Nico loves Mal blindly. What is, what is it gonna be that comes between them? And at first we thought it was the rage, but it's actually gonna be the headstrong nature, the running into battle without a plan, the impulsiveness of this character yeah. who's already getting people killed. Thing about Trip is he was like a bookmark. Trip was literally in no episode until he was in the one he died in. Non, he was a yeah. union extra day player. They did just enough to make us care, but I like him dying. I I I still didn't really kind of feel it because we never saw Trip with Nico going doing much else in the other episodes. So it didn't yeah. feel like they were really had a partnership. So maybe that's that's the one thing, like the fact that Trip wasn't as developed as a character, Mal could inadvertently kill him and it have less of a consequence. Maybe that's the one thing that keeps her and Nico maybe going strong. Well, I think the reason why he was even there ultimately, because like we were saying, much like in Supergirl this last episode, they killed a character, a female, to you know um, elevate this guy's emotional arc and story. Honestly, it's kind of the same thing. This guy, he was just there to um, elevate Nico's you know, elevate and Mel's drama. Nico's and Mel's, yep. And also making that whole, I have a big secret now, um, even more apparent. And, you know, it, it was a catalyst. So it, it is what it is. But the one thing I really appreciated, too, that we saw in this episode 
um, because, you know, Mel's pursuing saving Angela was the Santeria spells. You know, we finally got um, our first kind of um, Latin uh, magic, you know, and it was hidden. It was it was only for the girls. It's only for the charm ones. It, w it went against all the the uh, corporate and, um, you know, the higher ups, which I thought was really interesting. So I, w I was here for it. I was here for it. What do you think about kind of like that introduction? I love that. I was like, you know, the world is full of religion, old religion, polytheism. I'm glad we're exploring it. I love the Santeria stuff. Um, I love the spell. I love that their mother left it and cloaked it for them. And that the mother clearly foresaw the witch hunt even before she had foresight. She had that. We learned that about the mother. Discernment. She had the power had the of prophecy. Power she had the Alyssa Milano power. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I, I wonder, actually, here's a thought. I wonder if we're going to see anybody else in the show with that power pop up down the line. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, because that's like one of the original charm powers that isn't actually active. Or maybe someone gets it. Maybe Maggie. Maybe, it might be Maggie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because she already has it. Um, uh, but let's go to our segment real quick. Taking a break from our character development of Wardrobe of the Week. Charity! Madam. Mm -mm -mm. She had the best wardrobe this episode. She just showed up, like we said, Olivia Pope status. She's wearing that white hat. Mm -mm -mm. Not an actual white hat, for those of you who don't know. It's just a reference. Anyways, um, that high bitch elder. I love her. I do. I do. This high-collared Hillary Clinton-esque power suit. Jen, I know you love a good power suit. I love suit. a good power suit. I mean, who doesn't love a good power suit? You know, that you wear when you're... Uh, <laughs> what is it when you're sipping top shelf lady bourbon and uh you know whilst checking your company's stocks and and telling your bus boy to get the groceries out of the bag i feel like charity callahan like could wear her power suit with Rhea and lillian luther and and <laughs> lena luther and mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know like oh and and kate i could even see a kate and mercedes i want mercedes all of them to be, like, and together. kate all of the bitches mm -hmm. in high power Hillary Clinton-esque power suits, everyone in sipping bourbon, and have talking about, like, this week's, yeah, stocks. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, stocks and, yeah. like, who, join, who Join they, the power suit or... club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charity, Callahan, <laughs> Charity Callahan is a, is a card-carrying member of the white-collar... Hillary Clinton as power suit pant. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, I, I see it. I see it. I feel Card like you remember right. us. Okay. All right, that was good. I feel good about that. But that's our wardrobe of the week. So getting back to our characters, we have our two ladies. Um, we have um, Maggie. Let's talk about Maggie for a bit. Maggie, oh my God, girl. Uh, girl, you started girl, off. Girl, you are in danger of flunking out of college your freshman year. You literally finished high school, and you're already doing off to a terrible start. You, you know, like, she's struggling with world lit literature. They're reading Dante's Inferno, uh, the divine comedy Paradise Lost. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's, 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 it seems to go hand in hand with what their, the world is. And... I feel like 
Maggie's issues this week, her conflict of the week, is like, yeah. it should be lady bros before hoes, because, like, <laughs> her main conflict is that she's failing school, and oh my god, all she has to do is study with Lucy from Kappa's hot boyfriend so she can get a passing grade without kissing him. All she has to do is literally go through the night and study with him, do some reading, and just not mm-hmm. kiss him. Because Ka- Lucy from Kappa did nothing but help her pledge to get into the sorority. Lucy can, from Kappa, she's a real, she's a real, she's, she's got her back, you know? And did her a solid Lucy kept from true song. Lucy from Kappa allowed her to join and pledge and made all these extensions of the rules when she was acting weird. She had all that magic mm-hmm. she was trying to freaking under- control slash slash um, understand, learn when that first became evident that she was a charmed one and nobody would accept her. Lucy from Kappa was there for her. Kappa witch all the way. I'm a hashtag Kappa witch. Launch the ship. How could you betray? For those of you who don't know, betray uh, her like that. About um, the Kappa witch. Kappa witch. (laughs) The Kappa witch. Lucy. Don't be a Kappa witch, Maggie. Don't be basic like that. This boy, he isn't even that cute. He's like, he's like, he's like, really, really not. He's he. I. He's like he's, he's like a poor man's for. Joshua Jackson from you, right. you know, like from right. like the CW show Dawson's Creek. You know, interesting enough to me, this episode Maggie wasn't. I mean, she wasn't as prevalent, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, you know, she had that whole internally battling, like, am I as powerful as them? I'm not as cool. Okay, as Okay, time out. And we've already gone to if that. you're yeah. flunking, like math, and. Your dear friend is like, hey, you want to borrow my hot person to study because they're, like, great at it, right? And yep. and you're like, sure, that'd be great. Do you think you could find it within yourself not to make out with that person? Yeah. It's not that hard, right? No, it's not that hard, even if I like Yeah, them. yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll flirt the crap out of them. <laughs> you know, I'll flirt all day. But no, I'm not going to do anything because that's it's called not my self-control, person. Maggie. It's also not being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> or just know if you do have a connection with that person, how about not study with them? It's called YouTube or Google. Any of those will work. Yeah, it's not <laughs> hard. You know, like there's plenty of fish in the sea, Maggie. Why do you got to? We got to yeah. do this wrong to your Lucy. I'm sorry. I'm still just. I'm very upset about I, this. I, I know. I know. We're, I know. I, I, Jan, it's okay. It's gonna be all right. We're gonna. We're gonna mosey on. We're gonna move on to the. The other. If system. it was me Macy, Macy. and Lillian Luther, oh, and she was really good at technology <laughs> and computer science, and you were fla- failing, and I was like, "Hey, Lillian, you want to help out a dare? Would you go behind my back like that?" Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. Absolutely. Hundred percent. <laughs> it's Lena Luther. I didn't say Lena Luther. I said Lillian. <laughs> oh, Lillian. Oh no, no, I wouldn't because I know how much you love. I was. Like, I never Lillian said Lena. Lena. Oh, I thought you said Lena. No, oh, I was like, case, if it's like, me no, sorry, and Lillian Luther, <laughs> and she, you need some help with computers. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I would, starting I would, it up. I'm good on. Li- I'm good on Lillian. Lena, you're you're on your own. <laughs> like, Lillian, no, you can you can. Have it. <laughs> um, okay, Why so I go for Macy. the young um, buck when you can have. <laughs> the seasoned meats? No, no, thank you. That seasoned chicken? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. This has gotten weird. 
Let's continue. Yeah, it's gone to a movie. I'm trying. Uh, all right, so Macy. Um, the elders were not aware of um, Macy's birth, you know? And that's going to have to come back eventually. <laughs> that's going to be a thing. You know, Charity was there when Marisol put... Or Charity put the curse on Marisol to make her forget her pain. And what an interesting power that is. What an interesting, like, spell that is. And it sucks. Like, it's so, um... It's upsetting, but it also shows Macy that her mother really loved her. And now I can't wait to find out why she got rid of her. <laughs> because to me, it sounds... It makes me feel like Macy's really powerful. More so than the elders want her to be. Because if the elders knew, I bet they would have taken Macy away. Because they didn't take the other two girls away because she probably isn't as powerful. No, like, you're, I mean, you're really are, right. You know? Because the whole thing is that the power becomes activated when the three come together. So just keep two together and keep the one out. That's how it works. Well, there's that. But I also think maybe Macy, because of her parentage, whoever her dad is, they might have been against it. She might have been able to get kicked out of being an elder. I think there was more than just the power of three that had something to do with uh, with Macy. If we were watching Winona Earp, but it was Charms, Gavin would be Macy's father. <laughs> oh, but we're not, thank God. Um, oh, Lordy. And I would be here for that. Um, speaking of Gavin, you actually brought him up, which is, uh, thank you for that. Um, like, how long is Gavin going to stick around? Poor Gavin. I think he's trying to make a valiant effort to court her, and she has to keep going away and doing these witch things, and he's like, okay, sure, like, he's understanding, but how long is that going to last? Because she hasn't really, I mean, besides kissing him, great. That was the one indication that she's into him, but every other time she never is around him. So I kind of feel bad, and I wonder if that's going to come back i'm even starting to later. feel brushed off i'm not even gavin but every time Matt, she's like i'm sorry <laughs> my sisters need me i'm like Gotta oh go. she just met those hoes oh. like what are you doing <laughs> that was cold gavin where yeah i would have zero confidence after all of that brushing off i wouldn't even talk to her i wouldn't even make eye contact and also gavin has really like nice sweat like he's not aggressive he's just like oh hey if you'd like to go out that'd be great like just very very honest and like pure as she should have and it's just like brushed off left right and i feel feel very bad it just is not getting <laughs> off to a good start period yeah, yeah. no all three of but, these um, sisters are just their love lives are a mess just going on hot hot mess yes. uh let's go on to our white lighter harry um i love the fact that he's a little bit whipped for uh charity i'm here for that to see him kind of subservient to a female i am with it to an extent but i'm already in my brain shipping charity with marisol (laughs) hashtag witch witch (laughs) it was incorrigible i swear i'm sorry you don't ship it did you not have that thought no i I just don't ship it (laughs) well you clearly haven't seen the flashback because that was love. Go on. Okay. I actually ship her in Harry. I think it's funny. but um, I'm fine with that. I like Witch Lighter, but Witch Witch is much more catchy. Well, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, that's hilarious. Um, 
I like the fact that he finally takes the girl's sides. Like, he's like, oh, it opened up. Oh, there's more than I even know, and I'm privy to. And, you know, he's like, you know what? Things going to get done. Things going to get done. She had the sight. She had discernment. I'm going to trust your mom. I'm going to trust her mom. And kind of went against somebody I'm sure he always is on her side, Charity's side. So the fact that he was like, nah, we should let them do this this time was really cool. And I like the fact that they acknowledge I feel like Harry, to me, is always read as asexual. And there's really no show with asexual representation. I feel like he has a chance to really fill in a whole empty scope of lack of representation with Harry being asexual. Just where I put him. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Um, let's talk about uh, Angela Wu for a bit. She's our villain. Um, the harbinger. Is she a villain? villain? She's our, yeah, the harbinger of the villain. She's our victim. You know, she's our victim villain. And I feel bad, but I'm glad that she's back. And I'm hoping that she doesn't go away. I'm kind of hoping that. See, I'm the opposite. It felt very much so that I really enjoyed her the last two episodes, but it felt like. It felt like her last kind of piece of dialogue with Mal just felt like very, I'm going to go back to college now. Thank you. Like very stock. <laughs> you know, it, it could have been like any villain of yeah. the week returning to their world. And I mean, it'd be nice to see her color the world a little bit, but I'm just thinking, I think we see well, the I last mean, like, I don't think week. she'll be back in the magical sense. I think that she'll be back in the pedestrian mm-hmm. sense, you know, and I think she'll be back. Like we said, filling out more of the school life. It's not just going to be the same four people. You know, there should be references to Angela. How is she doing? What's going on? Did she get a job? Oh, yeah. You know, maybe she stops by ever so often. Even to have, I wasn't there. I thought that in the old Charmed, there was like one or two actual friends who knew about stuff, but wasn't trying to be in the world, but in like a backup, like in case something happened then they can ask Angela, you know, if she knew, but I can't, I can't recall. Um, so that's actually something I can ask you guys out there as we kind of mosey on to the end of this cast. What are some of your questions? So what about that question section, y'all? You know, there's a lot of things that I want to ask and see what you guys uh, have thoughts about. Make sure you guys hit us up on iTunes with your comments or YouTube or hit us up on the Twitter because we want to know your thoughts and have this discussion. Uh, so first kind of question I have for you guys is how will Mel deal with Charity's choice of cover-up? You know, at the end of the day, Charity chose to make him a, a mass killer and then commit suicide, which is devastating. So I don't know. How do you think that's going to work out? Uh, Jen, do you have any uh, questions? How... When do you think Mel is going to have that serious conversation with Nico about the missing trip? Can you say that? I guess faster? I'm thinking. Oh, let me rephrase this. Um, yeah. When when do you think Nico will come to Mel regarding Trip's uh, suspicions during their investigation? Do you think Nico will accept what the answers were? Do you think uh, Nico will accept the outcome, or do you think she'll start to dig? Gotcha. Um, I think, like, uh, how long will this guilt last in Mel? 
ultimately. How long do you guys think, you know, she'll really be affecting herself and her sisters and everybody around her with it? Um, what is Maggie doing with her life, really? <laughs> what, is, what is Maggie, Maggie doing with her life? how could you do cop a witch so wrong? <laughs> um, do you guys think that all this stuff is going to have a huge impact on all the love interests, not just, like, you know, Nico? Because I feel like all of this, especially the next episode coming up, is going to have a huge effect. Like, she's trying to erase somebody she loves. Does that, you know, show you not to go for love or to hide behind it? I, I just feel... I just... Think? feels like okay let's go into some of the predictions because this is where my 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 comment lies all right, go ahead. All right. it feels that mel the love nico has for mel has been feeling a little one-sided to me like i just feel like nico loves mel so much more than mel i feel like for me i predict that she will wipe nico's mind and then later on realize what she's done and maybe start that weight that power prediction that power dynamic between the two of them will switch and mel will start to pursue nico again so i would like to see that coming from them that's my prediction um nice yeah i think that um this is going to backfire i think the idea of uh nico's memory being wiped i think she's going to end up being told that they're witches um, I think that it's going to be unprecedented. They keep saying everything's unprecedented. We've never had this happen or you guys are different or whatever. So I, I feel like that might be a thing. Um, I think that we're going to find out that the Harbinger is that getting stolen uh, in the elevator that, you know, how Charity got robbed, if you will. Um, it's an inside job. I think that there are going to be some elders that are actually um, against everybody and that they're going to end up having to fight the higher ups. And I think that... Uh, Charity's going to end up being fully on the witch's side and kind of taking off her um, corporate her corporate pencil skirt and uh, high heels and really getting to some jeans and flats. You know what I'm saying? I think that Maggie's new beau love interest is a plant. I think he's like a red herring. Yeah. He's evil. I, I think so too. And I hope yeah, that Maggie absolutely. and Lucy can come together and be friends still after this betrayal. I think, hey, I think it might make them the closest. You know what I'm saying? They might be actual best friends. She might have a best friend other than... Her sisters? Um, her sisters, yeah. That's I think kind of be sad kind of to fun. say. But yeah, okay. I'm here for that. No, it's... Well, I mean, it'd be fun. Like, yeah, I mean, you have her family, but, like, she's in college, and do we see her hanging out with any other girls? Nah. Oh, <laughs> you oh, know? oh. I have a question for you. What? Do you think that Gavin is ever going to have that date with Macy? <laughs> Who knows at this point? Poor guy. Well, they might have 18 dates, and then she always has to leave in the middle of them. Uh, we just don't know. So, Jen, what is your scoring of this episode? Six and a half. Nice. Yeah, I gave it a solid seven. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought there were some really good gems in there. Um, you know, good Angela Wu. I love the effects of the whole spinning in the wind and being on that kind of float situation. I thought that was really cool. So, um, yeah, and... I don't know why, but Tripp's death with the pole, it really did remind me of the old school. I feel like the CGI on the show just looks better than anything in the Arrowverse. That's my thought. Yep. Yep. And on Supergirl, they have way bigger, they have to have a bigger budget. Yeah. It just looks better. Absolutely. Um, but all right, guys, make sure you find us on all of our social media accounts. And I would love to uh, hear what you guys want to answer any of these questions. And um, yeah, so make sure you guys hit us up for this next week coming up, or tomorrow, I guess you can say. 
uh, coming up, and we can't wait to talk to you guys uh, again. So see you later. Thanks for listening. And if you want to take us on the go, we are now available on iTunes, Spotify, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Listen Notes, and Podbean. We even have some fun stuff going on over at YouTube. And if you feel like sliding on through, head over to Twitter at whatabout underscore dat. Hope to see you soon.